self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. Um, so everybody listening, I'm sorry that we missed out on the episode last week. And uh, it may seem like we were missing out on one this week, but we're le- releasing it a day late. Because I have to get my shit together over here in Hawaii. <laughs> Time is different. I am four hours off from red, and that shit has been a nightmare. I, I fucked around and called a client last night at five o'clock over here. And so it's nine o'clock over there. So I bet they think I'm a kook right now. Yeah. Like I know this motherfucker didn't call me at no damn nine o'clock. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, whatever you know I, i'm getting it together <laughs> i also don't have a computer so i'm trying to figure out how to get myself a computer so it's a lot of stuff that we're trying to figure out and whatnot in that regard um also wednesday what the releasing the show on wednesday yeah you know i'm saying like they thought yeah. they were gonna have a show today but they not so when they hear this they gonna know well, but I thought we were going to start doing it on Wednesday since I had releasing it on Wednesday. Well, let's let's do that pending on whether we can get our weekend schedule together on the recordings. Okay. We just hadn't, I mean, you know, I hadn't reached out to you on the weekends. And by the time I think I need to reach out, it's like the middle of my day over here, but the end of everybody else's day over there. Yeah. You know, so we got a potential change to releasing the show on Wednesday. So that we can record it on Tuesday, but um, we're pending on that change. Uh, if we can't get together this weekend, then we might as well just put that on in stone. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, uh, I'm over here in Hawaii. It's hot. I hear that it's really cold over there. It is. <laughs> it is indeed. It's like very unusually cold for Alabama. But, you know, I'm Grizzly Bear Harry, so, like, this shit ain't really been helping me at all. <laughs> Hopefully this shit helped me lose some weight without having to do shit. <laughs> Sweat it out like being in a sauna. <laughs> you know, because I'm sweating over here, like, shit. <laughs> um, but, it's, you know, it's a pretty place. It looks nice. I just don't know if I care enough <laughs> about where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Like, Knowing you, probably not. Shogun was asking about the beaches, and I was like, "Okay, um, they this is different in different directions. It's seven minutes away, but like, I really don't know how I feel about the beach. I think it's something I got to grow to love and grow to enjoy. Like the beach to me is just not being hot. Like I could just sit in the water and just just that level of coolness. <laughs> I'll do that, but just looking at it and stuff, I just aesthetically it just don't make a difference to me. I don't think." <laughs> not yet maybe i haven't been nowhere special enough but anyway i like it i like it so far the culture so different um but i got a lot more to learn about it um what's next poetry 
All right, so we're going to do poetry, then we're going to do some news, then we're going to do some red letters, and then that's what we're going to do. All right? Yes, yes that is correct. You going first or me going first? I don't care. I've had you go first the last two times or three <laughs> times. Which, yes. when we first started on poetry, it was a thing. It was like, no, nah, you got to go first. Then you, so we had to alternate. Yeah. But for some reason, <laughs> you don't give a fuck these days. <laughs> Now, I don't know if I read this or not, but it's not on my list of poems that I have read. It's called Masterful Creations. Now, this was written young enough for me to still have some hint of faith or spiritual stuff left in me (laughs) as far as it pertains to something that God was supposed to be giving to me and whatnot. (laughs) Uh, I have clearly evolved into a person that is not concerned about waiting for what God going to throw down here to us. God got so much power. Everything he give us, even blessings, is like table scrap still. Like, I feel. How you gonna have unlimited power and bless somebody with a new car? Like, bless me with immortality. <laughs> <laughs> you got the power, right? Would you want to live down here forever? The fuck? I Especially mind. here. Mm, I don't know. I wouldn't mind. It's a movie called The Man from Earth. Have I ever told you about that? No, I'm thinking of the man from Uncle. So it's about this man who is basically he's been alive forever, basically, and he never ages. He just kind of stay around the age of thirty something, like kind of like youngish looking, but look like an established adult. Mm-hmm. And he always end up going and working these different odd jobs. When people realize that he's not aging after they've been around him for so long, then he moves somewhere else. He just leave mm-hmm. those people and move somewhere else doing that this whole movie is about him experimenting with trying to tell a group of academics which he was working as a professor at the university the truth about his life mm-hmm. and it was several different prominent people throughout history um, one of the big reveals is that he was Jesus in the movie it don't really harm the movie if you want to see it but it really messed up like people's ability to believe him at that point and <laughs> Basically, because they were all academics, he like used to be a famous painter and a famous warrior, and they were asking him questions, and he was just answering all the questions, and they was trying to determine if he was really all of those people because he was making very compelling arguments. It basically all take place in a cabin, but it's a good ass movie about what it would look like if you were immortal and you, you just live forever. And basically, he just been these people that history has elaborated and exaggerated about um but i just don't know how we fucking got here but this um poem is just about um about uh love and relationships like most of my shit anyway <laughs> long ass intro for this poem but here we go masterful creations How long does a man wait before God blesses him with one of his most masterful creations? Beauty, undefined, undenied, supplied eternally. Intelligence, reverence, benevolence, not to mention heaven sent. Eyes with a slight hint of innocence, vigilance, and the most grave vividness. And a body that can only be described as deliciousness. A heart as pure as sun after the night skies, as fierce as darkness after the light dies. The light lies with this woman's heart, but man must depart from selfishness and embrace his selflessness to become one with this rare gift. The man must demand patience from himself as well as give up on his wealth because riches don't compare to the love that two share. I bear witness to this phenomenon in which the cycle goes on and on and on. See, 
Being here is a gift. That's why it's called the presence. So we're sent one to remind us of the essence, the constant dedication it took to reveal his first revelation, the one that sends men to the highest elevation. I just imagined her beauty. Please commence the resuscitation because it renders me unconscious. Even though one side of my conscience says it's nonsense, the other side says to practice patience. I'm waiting on one of his most masterful creations. Oh, it's a lot of wordplay. I mean, I mean, yeah, oh, whatever. But <laughs> for me, this is just wordplay like a motherfucker. Like I was just practicing with different words that sounded like or whatnot. That is the first time I've heard you use deliciousness and not be referring to food. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever heard you use that word and not be talking about food. I mean, anything you can eat up, I guess. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> Walked into that one. And I... <laughs> you did. You did. Eyes wide open. Okay. Um, well, so I have. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with love in general. So, like, either I'm on one end of the spectrum or the other. Like, I'm either, like, really, really mushy and, like, oh, my God, love is so grand. Or I'm, like, fuck that nigga and fuck everything he's staying for and fuck his mama and his cat and his dog and anything else that has anything to do with him. This is one of the shit. Yeah. Uh, It's he loves her with a question mark. (laughs) Um, this was my angry red, <laughs> I guess, time. I guess that's still now, isn't it? Anyway. Not so much. Not so much. Uh, let's see. He loves her with a question mark. So it's, he loves her? <laughs> he loves oh. her. Or at least that's what he says. You see, he loves her true, just not outside of the bed. He loves her body and the pleasure it brings. He loves her mind too, just not her heart that has strings that want to attach to his. For he has no need for the emotions. You see, she thinks she is his. See, she has this foolish foolish notion that he is in love with her. But that's just not a case. Being in love with her, well, now that would just be a waste of the watered-down version of love he serves. She deserves more, but love isn't love if it's not in pure pure form. He is a lover of many, which just devalues his worth. What good is I love you if you know you're not the first or last for that matter? You see his love's watered down, thinned out by his lies so he'll have more to spread around. He loves her. Amazingly, this is what she believes. So she deals with the bad. You see, she vows not to leave because leaving would mean she must admit that she was wrong. Once you've wasted your time, those hours, minutes, seconds are gone. He loves her. He said it. I mean, why would he lie? How could he hurt her, tear her down, make her cry? He loves her? Who knows? But I'm sure that he does. But sometimes his kind of love just isn't enough. It's a selfish kind of love. It only satisfies him. She's at home alone while he's with Stacy or Kim. She's devoted, you see. Determined that she will not stray. He'll come around and until then she'll just stay in the background until someone else comes along who treats her like he treats his others, who gave her a new song to sing while he's out making his rounds. See, he gives her his love purely. It's never watered down. He loves her? Sure he does. He just loves her too late. No more watered down love. Guess it's true what they say. Karma is a bitch. Damn. You channeled all kind of fuck shit for that one. Sure did. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't need, I wish I could remember what year, but yeah, like I said, I either am a hopeless romantic, which does not go with my personality at all, or I'm ready to rain down terror upon niggas. 
there's usually not an in between, <laughs> which is yeah. probably not good. But here we are. But yeah, that that was that was the poetry. Bill's character. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I talked about the last guy that I was dating, and that he wanted to like move in with me and all of this shit. So I blocked him. And but I didn't block him on Facebook, right? So he sent me a message on Facebook yesterday. And you know, my my good sense and good judgment said this shit, because this is just not gonna go well. And I was like, you know what? Um he he's reached out, he just asked me how I was doing. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna respond. Should never have done that. Responded, I was like, I'm good, how are you? He was like, good. How was your Christmas? And before I could respond back, he texts my phone from another number because he realizes that I blocked the other number, I guess. Text my phone from his other number, said, hey, this is me. And I'm like, then he called from this other number. And then this morning while I was at work, I get a a call on my cell phone. It's him again. I'm like, you know what? I should have left fucking well enough alone. Did you ever answer the phone when he called before? No. Probably finna ask you if you still got that extra bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a big ass nope. No. It's not happening. (laughs) It's not. Like, I... And I... it. It, it's so because of my personality, I'm sure. It is so hard for me to understand how people move so quickly. Like, I had known him for a couple of months at the point that he was like, you know, just so you know I'm ready to move in whenever you ready. Like, that was a complete turn off to me. I immediately was like, nigga, no, you done lost your entire. So, like, people who move in with each other after knowing each other for a month and shit, I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know those feelings, and I don't want to know those feelings. Like, that immediately made me not want to talk to him anymore because I'm like, dude, you just it's too much. <laughs> so, just, you know what I started watching? What? Inadvertently through having a partner that watches it. What? Black Ink Crew. Oh. Uh, the original <laughs> one? Yeah, the one in New York? Yeah, the, like the first season. First, second season. Yeah, with uh, Caesar. Yeah, I watched Black Ink Crew. You, you saying that just made me think of uh, his relationship with what her name is. Oh, the other tattoo artist. Yeah, name again with a D. Uh, what was her name? Duchess. Duchess. Yeah. I was like, how can he not see what the hell is happening? <laughs> she was manipulating everything around him. Get him to fire people with this and that. Yep. He had the audacity to say, I'm making my own decisions. I'm sitting there like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No. That relationship it, it, spans for a couple of different, for uh, like some seasons. <laughs> see, I don't plan on continuing watching this show. It, <laughs> it's just, when you get, they, they, the way they edit them shows, you get caught into a cycle of it. It's mm-hmm. like they show a clip from the next show. You'd be like, oh, man, I want to see what happened with that. That's how they connect this episode to that beef. And then you, I, I watched six episodes after she left the room yep. because I'm like stuck in a goddamn... She was watching it, and I ended up in the cycle. Yep. You it know sucks. what I'm saying? Yep. 
I, I just went to Google and just see. I just said, "What happened to these characters? What happened? To, <laughs> oh shit! Why he got a dumbass name like that? What um, happened to Duchess? What happened to what is homeboy name? Which Puma? One? What happened to Puma? Puma? Yeah. I just so yeah. I just went and looked through all was that. Sky in the first season. Sky was in the first season. I think I had started at the second season. Okay. So Sky went in the second season. Sky oh, it's got really a crazy, crazy one. Crazy, yeah. Oh, she That's showed crazy. up in season two. Yeah, Sky's a crazy. And what's up with this dude, Teddy? Teddy just got all these women. Teddy had three women come to a pool party at the same time. Listen, Teddy is attractive. I found Teddy to be attractive when I watched the show. I thought he was cute. I got, you know, dark skinned chocolate men get me. He had a beard. He had a New York accent. I was with it. So I would have been one of them girls. Now, I would have showed my ass when I showed up and it was two other bitches there. But I would have been one of the ones that showed up. <laughs> Not knowing there was going to be two other bitches there. I was looking at them. I was like, I was I was looking at Teddy and I was like, oh shit, need Teddy Barber. Why the <laughs> fuck his hair looking like this? <laughs> oh shit, likes for his hair to look like that. I was like, Teddy got one of them secret barbers in New York. <laughs> Well, he don't let nobody know who cut his hair. <laughs> I feel like he one of them niggas. Yeah, I can see that. I haven't watched anyway. um, Black Ink Crew in forever. I um, I got sucked in a cycle and was watching it and watching it and watching it. And then um, I just, I don't know why I stopped watching it. I think I just didn't pick it back up. Like whatever the next season was, I just didn't start back watching it. And I just was like, fuck it. And Sky was getting on my goddamn nerves. Sky was so fucking crazy and wanted to fight everybody all the time. It just became too much for me. But the only reason I said that is because, like, you talking about somebody who gets into a relationship and gets, like, do stuff that fast, it made me feel like Caesar was in that situation. Yeah. Like, this other, the Duchess always had her own plan of how she was going to come up. And she convinced him that it was us when it was always her. And yeah. he just got so lost in that shit. Yeah. That I'm like, how can you not see this? <laughs> Is that really how we be looking when we be in relationships? <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> it's hard for you to see it when you in it, I guess. But like, and I mean, I'm not going to say that it's impossible for me to ever be in one of those situations. I would be very surprised. And I feel like everybody that knows me would be like, if I, if I introduce y'all to somebody and then a month later was like, he's moving in. I feel like y'all would be like, the fuck? Like that would be very unlike me. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm like voodoo, <laughs> hypnosis, a blackmail, <laughs> threats on your family's life. I'm going down all of these pathways before I'm I'm gonna be like Jen really willingly let this motherfucker into her life and let her move in. Y'all, we gotta save Jen. I'm booking a flight. <laughs> we gotta have an in-person intervention with everybody because she finna die or her family finna die. Somebody finna die. <laughs> yeah, it will have to be one of them. Cause like I just I value my my time alone. Like I'm not that girl that needs to be up underneath you. I just ain't. And like when I tell dudes that, I feel like they think, oh, women just say that, you know, because they want to seem like they cool or whatever. No, nigga, I mean that shit. Like, I don't want to be up underneath you. I don't need you up underneath me. I value my time by my fucking self. I'm okay with it. I promise you. <laughs> like, and it ain't going to change. I'm not going to be like, we never spend enough time together. Like, that ain't me. 
Now, again, I won't say that can't ever be me, but I ain't met him. Let me just say that. I have not met him yet. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, so, news. I don't have any news this week. Um, I, I thought I saved some stuff, but apparently I didn't. Um, I haven't really seen anything. I mean, the bomber, but I figured you were going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, I did see this intro. This isn't news, but words you weren't allowed to say that aren't cuss words when you were a kid. Uh-oh. Like, we couldn't, my mom did not want us to say lie. Like, I could not be like, he lying or he lied. I had to be like, tell a story. She would get so mad if you said lie. Don't know why. Never made sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me now that I'm an adult because I really don't think I'm going to give a fuck if my kid telling me that somebody's lying. If they lying, they lying. Like, but I couldn't say lie. I know for sure. I can't. I don't know about any other ones, but lie was definitely not going to happen. Like, she would get in your ass about saying, what? Like, why do you care? <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, we pretty much just said what we wanted to say. My cousin them couldn't say, uh, they couldn't say lie. They had to say fib. We had to say tell a story. He telling a story. Uh, what else did they couldn't they say? They couldn't say a whole bunch of stupid shit. Let me see what was in the comments, what people said. The only one that I could think of was like couldn't say lie. Like could oh, pissed off. You could not say pissed off. That's true. You had to say I'm mad or was angry or um couldn't use Lord name in vain. Like right now, when something happened, I'll be like, Jesus. Couldn't do that. My mom get real upset about that. You don't take the Lord's name in vain. <laughs> but I'm just realizing I ain't say shit around my mama. <laughs> I didn't say nothing to get condemned about. Like I don't even remember saying nothing. Couldn't say dang. It was too close to damn. Dang, what? Might yeah. would just say my way to say damn. Yeah, so we couldn't say dang. So we couldn't say it. We couldn't say it because of that, because it was too close to damn. So if we well, said dang. Well, I'm is, I just say damn. I can't say dang, which ain't a bad word. I'm just going to say <laughs> damn, being hell. Damn. <laughs> hell. Couldn't say hell. Unless you was talking about the place. <laughs> Did I tell you about my mama and my 112 C? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that means I done told a story on a podcast. Probably. My mama made me break my 112 CD because she felt pain from it. Like, this that Christian shit. Like, this that uh, devout Christian. My mama can feel pain stuff. And I believe she can, but it's just weird to me. But she felt pain from, like, I guess unclean sources or some shit. And so she took me to the mall to go buy me 112, no, uh, Hot Boys, Guerrilla Warfare, Which- and Eminem. Both are a lot more violent than 112. 112 was sexual, but it wasn't violent. And this is the crazy part. She wanted to listen to a song from each album to make sure they weren't the same. That it wasn't the same energy. And she listened to them. And she didn't feel the same pain. So she let me. But that was the moment where I had always thought she was bullshitting about it. I always thought she used that as a reason to just get us to throw shit away and get rid of shit she didn't like. That moment made me realize, damn, this shit is about something supernatural because ain't no way in hell she's supposed to be happy with all this cussing. <laughs> and she said, you okay? You can have that because it don't seem unclean. It's like what clean was in my mind at the time is just was different. Was it room 112 with like peaches and cream and 
Um, was it that one? It was, uh, yes. Okay, yeah. That was a dirty-ass CD. <laughs> but Mama didn't even hear it. Mama didn't hear the lyrics. She just kind of heard their voices through my room. That's crazy. She, it wasn't even like she didn't even sit back and just listen to what they were saying. The least and I don't even, I don't even like them vocal songs. I don't even really listen to them vocal songs on R&B albums. I listen to the love songs, not the. I mean, that the single voice was kind of painful. The one that sang lead like most of the time. Yeah, one of them can't sing. Yeah, huh? one of them can't sing. The one lead, can't sing. the one like Cupid. No, Slim can sing. I hate his voice. It, I mean, he got a very distinct, weird voice, yes, but he can like sing. It. Now, Duran or one of them dudes, they they can't like they they voice be fucking up <laughs> sometimes, and they leave that shit in the song. And I don't know why. One of them jagged edge niggas can barely sing too. Uh, I mean, the twins, them twins usually be the ones that's leading anyway. Yeah, they can sing. One of them other dudes, just they friend, goddamn, that they they probably turn his mic down a little bit just so <laughs> he can fade and shit. They're cousins, aren't they? They're cousins with the other guys, know. I think. I don't fucking know. Um, I don't know. Okay, but that's I don't have any news. So, what, oh, so I, I saw a TikTok that talked about black people tenses. Okay. He was basically he said basically you have three tenses. You got past, you got present, and future. In the black community, you also have another tense. It's called the habitual B. Habitual B? Yeah, he said that, for example, uh y'all know Travis. Travis be dancing. He said it don't mean that <laughs> Travis done dance before. It don't mean that Travis is dancing now. It don't mean that Travis gonna dance in the future. But we know of Travis, and we know that Travis be dancing. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the reason I thought of this is because you said a lot, and he said another one is, you know, Timothy owe me money, and I ain't got that money. He said, well, you don't expect to get it because Timothy be a lie. <laughs> it don't mean he's actively lying right now, but as we know Timothy, he don't be telling the truth. He be lying from time to time, so Timothy be a lie. <laughs> and, you know, just, just like, what you say? It's accurate. Yeah, it is. But like, man, it, stuff like that make me realize stuff like that, and seeing like when those posts come up where all the black people done going through all the same shit, Had it just helped me realize that their grandma house and just bro, it's our collective it's experience is crazy. It's like our whole culture is is a motherfucker. Like we we got a culture in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's I like. I like seeing stuff that acknowledges that we got something. We do. And it's crazy. Like the collective experience that everybody from one side of the country to the other, like black people have had the same experiences. It's just amazing to me. Like we all grew up in the same hood and shit. It's funny. Yeah. All right. So news, man. We got several things that went on. This week we had a goddamn bomber in Nashville, Tennessee. Good old white man. Yeah. Have you seen what he looks uh, they like? His... Uh-uh. <laughs> All I know is that they discovered his remains. Um, Because, you know, at first it seemed like, I guess, that, that somebody just dropped off a truck in the middle of the fucking neighborhood block and then let the shit blow up. But they found his remains afterwards. And 
Anthony Quinn Warner is his name. All right, let me go look him up. And he kind of looked like, you know, he looked like he looked like that dude that you would you would pass on the street and just kind of like you step over a little bit just just because you really just don't want to walk directly past him. Like you want to get a little bit out of the way because he just seemed a little off. Yeah, his pictures look like he's a lot off, goddamn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does. He does. This that man shit made fucked a cap up AT&T. Yeah, it blew up a whole fucking neighborhood block. And, and you know, you know how I knew he was white? How? Because Donald Trump ain't tweet about his ass when shit happened. <laughs> Donald Trump always tweet about brown motherfuckers doing fuck shit. But when a white person do fuck shit, he don't say a goddamn thing. I was like, this nigga white. Yeah. Donald Trump ain't saying nothing about the explosion. He is definitely white. And then, you know, that always gets to the conversation of are we calling this terrorism or domestic terrorism? If not, what are we calling this shit, man? Because I'm really tired of them avoiding calling white people domestic terrorists. Yeah. It's annoying. Um, it was a weird. So I don't think they they still don't know what his goal was, do they? No, nah, they don't know his motives. You know, most of the time somebody will write a manifesto. So yeah, they probably waiting to find a manifesto unless he had the manifesto in the car with him and he wasn't really at his final destination. <laughs> <laughs> He's well, like, I'm going to take this manifesto over here and blah 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 blah. It had a countdown though. Like people were walking by hearing, and a lot of people were thinking that it was just a, like a gag or a joke because it was like this car will explode in 15 minutes, and then this car will explode in 14. Apparently, there was a countdown. He could have got out if he wanted to. Hell, everybody else got out of the way. <laughs> I guess you're right. Then I guess it's just left for that manifesto to be found. Yeah, he probably left it somewhere because he, if he died in the explosion, he died because he wanted to. Because it was a countdown, apparently. And, like, people were hearing it. And some people were like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Other people was like, this got to be a joke. Because it was in in an area where, like, you wouldn't expect <laughs> to be hearing no shit about a coffin explode. Like, who gives you warning? Like, that, <laughs> I probably would have been one of the people. I, my ass. Because I'm suspicious and watch too much ID channel, I would have been like, we need to get the fuck on. At least for the next 20 minutes. If we come back and ain't nothing exploded, we can go finish shopping. But right now, we need to get the fuck out of here. Now, I don't know if, if this is serious or not. But 15 minutes from now, I don't want to be here. <laughs> don't trust it. Sorry. Nashville the wrong place. Like, did he drive it to the Nashville hood or some shit? Like, who was no. his target? It was in, like, wasn't it like Gatlinburg? I don't know enough about this situation. I ain't got it, my computer, man. I realize how much of a life force my computer is for me gathering information. Like, I don't read no... I'm finding out that I don't read any news on my phone, on my device. I read all my news on my computer. No, it wasn't. And since I ain't had a computer, I haven't been really reading shit. He did it downtown Nashville. Downtown Nashville. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he was trying to kill his own. <laughs> well, he wasn't trying to kill no brown people. Not that they're not going to be brown people in downtown Nashville, but that ain't the place that you would go to if your target demographic that you're trying to fuck up is brown people. Yeah. 
Oh, what happened next? Um, next is talking shit about the government. All right, so we know that the government is ineffective and a bunch of fuck boys and yeah. fuck women, and they hypothetically look out for us, but not really. Now, I don't understand. <clears throat> I believe that there's a lot of politicians that don't look out for us. I believe that there are some that hope to look out for us, but I think that the system that they're engulfed in won't allow them to look out for us the way that we hope to be looked out for. And I think that at some point, being a part of a system that don't really help us corrupts those who hope to help us, you know, at some point. But what we know is that we've been going through corona for a whole fucking year nearly. Yeah. What we also know is that our government is fucking disrespectful because they thought that $1,200 would be suffi- uh, sufficient for a year <laughs> of many of us not fucking working. What can you do with $1,200 a year, Red? Not, not what a goddamn... You do something with it. I mean, $1,200 you can watch clothes for the year? You can, maybe you can watch clothes for the year with it. Maybe you can you can Only, even go out there. You can self care with that shit. Yeah, but once a month. Yeah, but not I not pay no it. bills, not like survive with twelve hundred dollars for the year now. But like you can uh, you can do one thing. You can do <laughs> one thing for real with that twelve hundred dollars for a whole fucking year. But what about the mother three hundred and sixty four days? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just trying to paint a picture. I mean, you know what, what is mean? that? Let's see. What is that a week? What does that come down to? Uh, $25? $25. $25. I was going to get my um, calculator because I... Very precise. Don't know. So, well, $1,200. I'm looking at it by $1,200 per month is $100 per month, and I'm just breaking down in over 30 days, $25 a week, roughly average. I mean, I guess it comes down to... About 52, it's $23.08 a week. You would get $23.08 to spend a week if you were going to spread it out evenly over the course of the year. $23 a week? What the fuck is you going to do? <laughs> I mean, my car, I could get gas for the week, but I drive a Prius. <laughs> so there are people who could not fill their tank up with $23. Of course. I mean, that's not a lot. It's not. So we have a government that is disrespectful enough to give us $1,200 to last us for a year where we can't do shit but one thing with it. And then that same government have the audacity to come back later and say we need to give y'all more money and then give us $600 fucking dollars. Now, don't get me wrong. Giving money to us is not the solution. What you looking like that for? I thought I heard a scream in your background. Oh, yeah. So, apparently in Hawaii, there's a lot of wild roosters that's just running around. What? Yeah, wild roosters. Just like whatever wild animal around there, like an AUM cats? that was cats everywhere. Yeah. There's roosters, like, roosters around here like that. Okay. So, that was a rooster. So all day long. They be out there, how can do do motherfuckers? Wake the fuck up if you sleep. All fucking day, 
all fucking morning. They don't do shit at night, but all fucking morning, when the sun out, they do that shit. That's crazy. <laughs> like you just can walk around a corner. There's like three roosters just standing by a trash can, just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's that's what you heard. <laughs> okay, I heard a rooster crow. All right. Now, so they <laughs> have the fucking audacity to give us a little six hundred measly fucking dollars again. The solution for what's going on with the corona is not going to be found in giving us money. It's going to be found in making sure that programs that people need are helpful because a lot of us just that twelve hundred dollars just helped a lot of us do some shit that we wanted to do with some money anyway. Yeah, I bought a camera and right. then got my money back. Yeah, she, you know, the matrix was broken for her for a little bit. Well, that shit worked out. It sure the fuck did. Uh, I'm so excited. And uh, and I'm I'm excited for her. I love scamming, I love scamming America, especially Amazon. It wasn't really a scam because you know they legitimately lost her camera and told her our camera was lost, and then it showed up the next day after she got the refund for it. <laughs> like, Dang. don't call them back, nigga. Hell no, <laughs> I just kept that was six hundred dollar camera. <laughs> Take this fucking W, but. Oh, yeah. All of the people I know just really got an extra $1,200 because it didn't hurt the people I know as much as I know people exist that it did hurt. Yeah. Um, I didn't get mine, y'all. I did not get my $1,200. And guess what happened to my $1,200? Did I tell you, Red? No. So I decided to go check the website because the Get My Payment website still works. So I put my information on Get My Payment. This was about, this was right before Thanksgiving. So I put my information in and it said, your check was mailed on November 6th. I didn't even know they were still mailing out checks that late. They mailed out my check on November 6th, my stimulus check. November 6th? November 6th. I had been putting my information in it for a long time and nothing came up. It but said, you were here. On November 6th. I know. You never got it? <laughs> They sent it to the address that I last filed my taxes at, which okay. was the apartment that I moved from in March. Oh. And so I went to that apartment, and the family that was living there, I knocked on the door, and three Latino kids answered the door. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of them was old enough to seemingly probably be the person in the family that speak English. And I was like, hey, uh, y'all probably been seeing documentation with my name on it. And they was like, your name, Eddie? Like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, what will y'all happen to do with my mail? She's like, oh, we throw that away. Hey, we oh. don't have anything to do with that. She said, we don't want anything to do with that. And I'm like, what is she saying it like that for? Like, <laughs> like something came in the mail that said, if you don't bring Eddie to us, we gonna murder you. Like, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> she was like, we, we don't want anything to do with that. Like, I don't know. She thought this was a movie or something. Like, I'm finna come in there and kill the whole family looking for my mail or some shit. I don't know what she thought, but that's what happened. And I'm like, these hoes threw away my stimulus check. Yeah. So Dang. my stimulus check got thrown away. However, there is a whole process that you go through if your stimulus check got lost, destroyed, or stolen. First off, they have a payment tracing thing. So you got to send in this form, and they're going to trace your payment to determine whether somebody cashed it that wasn't you, or if you cashed it, and they're going to tell you, get your fraudulent ass out this motherfucker. 
I can still so, hear the chickens. I can hear them too, man. It ain't nothing we can do about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the windows don't close all the way around here. They don't have central heating or air or nothing. So it's just got fans in here. And uh, a window app in the room, but like they be going hard all day. <laughs> they be roosting like a motherfucker, man. Can't do shit about it, Red. I know it's just so odd because <laughs> from because it's so far off, it actually sounds like somebody's screaming, like somebody's being murdered in the background. <laughs> I can see that, and I ain't never even heard roosters before I got here like that. Oh, it was like well, one yeah. rooster in my hometown where I think I heard a rooster once, maybe, but like. Now they they going hard throughout the whole day. It's three thirty. You know, I lived on a farm, so I heard lots of roosters. I'm surprised yeah. I didn't recognize it. That's what it was. <laughs> Shit. You've disconnected yourself from the farm life, ma'am. I did. I did. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> One thing off my ear. Yeah, y'all. That's what it is. It's a rooster. So. Y'all gotta bear with me, and I don't think it's anything I can really do about it because that—that's—that's just what they do during the day. As long as I record a podcast in the day, that's what it's gonna be. Um, <laughs> but six hundred dollars—they're giving us six hundred dollars. That's what. Um, I was finishing up. If you oh. didn't get your early check, you can still go check on it, and the IRS got processes by which you can find out. If you're going to get it, if you file taxes in 2018 or 2019, then you can go get that shit. You can get that shit. You just got to do some steps. You going to go get that $1,200. I want that fucking $1,200. Hell yeah. Shit. Why would I let that shit go to, uh, mm-hmm. until they tell me on the phone, nigga, stop calling us. Your shit <laughs> dead. I'm going to keep going for it. <laughs> so, but they cut, they, they up and they're giving us $600. Now, this ain't at all about putting money in American people's pockets. I mean, Nancy Pelosi has made that clear that, you know, this whole move is about what they can do when the Biden administration really get in. And not only that, but like, it's also like all of this stuff is based on a power play. I guess the wild card in this whole situation is that once Congress decided that $600 was good, Trump came out and said, fuck that $600. Everybody should get $2,000. And, you know, I saw a lot of memes talking about this the first time I don't agree with Trump on something. You know? <laughs> but that ain't the solution. So I don't necessarily agree with them, but I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna argue. If that's what they do, I ain't gonna argue against it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so that's done a couple of things. First off, is undermined Mitch McConnell, which he didn't do this until Mitch McConnell came out and said that uh, uh, he congratulated Biden on his win. And he also told the Republicans not to participate in that dumbass fake inauguration that these folks are planning to have for Donald Trump. You know, when he or, or inauguration protest or whatever they're doing, he was telling his constituents, not constituents, but his peers in the Congress don't go participate in that shit. So Trump came out, he undermined Mitch McConnell. Now, undermining Mitch McConnell has done something very particular at this point where the Georgia runoffs are going because they are already skeptical about establishment Republicans being in there because Trump Trumpism that made them real skeptical about Republicans that 
are just going along with the system. So it's going to make it, it done made it hard, him doing that made it harder for the Republicans in Georgia to win. Because clearly, it's not, I think that if Republicans wanted $2,000 for Republicans, most Republicans would say no. But the Trump Republicans just want whatever Trump want. And the fact that Trump is saying yes to it and Republicans are saying no to it is going to make it real hard for them to win this runoff in Georgia, which is good for the Democratic Party. And along with my uh, political ideology, I would say better for the country um, as a whole. But, you know, that's subjective because Republicans will say that Democrats are just, you know, socialists that want our country to go to hell. <laughs> um, but that's that. I guess we're going to see how that continues to unfold. But let's be clear. $600 is a slap in the fucking face sure to what people need to survive out here. I couldn't even pay and my rent with it. I'll be okay with not getting $600 if the people that needed it had programs that actually gave them child care that actually accommodated their rent. Because, you know, with the rental agreements right now, it's like they can't kick you out of your place, but they can charge you back rent. So yeah. when I, when they, all this shit go away and we start stabilizing, then there's a lot of people that's going to owe thousands of dollars worth of rent that ain't going to be able to pay it because they never had income anyway. Yep. And the government didn't create programs that helped fund those things well enough. You know, so I think that's a um that's a situation that that we got going on. Um now the last thing news wise is I just don't like Republicans, man. I just <laughs> don't like Republicans in politics, you know. I don't mean like everybody that's a Republican, but, you know, people who identify themselves as Republican and connect with the Republican Party. Because Marco Rubio took a picture of himself getting the vaccination. He's been a part of calling this coronavirus a hoax the whole time. And he has the audacity to go and get the vaccine. Um, I just don't think that's right. I think that if you never believed that the coronavirus was real, if you've been downplaying wearing masks and shit, you should not be getting the vaccine at all, let alone first. He jumped the line getting the vaccine in front of all of these different people. Now, it's some it's a Republican center in, like, I think, uh, I forgot what state he in, but he said that he's not getting a vaccine until all of his first line of defense workers get him and the elderly in his city get him. He ain't getting it until then. And it's like, how can you expect people to believe that you believe the shit you're saying when you're taking the vaccine? Yeah. And I, you know, it just, I can never become any less appalled at Republicans. All these same Republicans that Trump talked all this shit about when they was trying to run for president too. Out here brown nosing licking this man taint and <laughs> and acting like they ain't got shit to do with what done become of America at this point with all this shit. At the end of the day, Marco Rubio and all them other Republicans are just dickheads and uh, just 
don't get me wrong. I feel like the Democrats are their own level of shitty. But at least Democrats give off the illusion of trying to do something for the common folk. Like, I figure, I feel like if we can go read all the legislation that they got thrown on Mitch McConnell's desk that the Republicans ain't willing to acknowledge, I feel like we'll see some shit worth seeing that's at least intended to help the, the people. And, like, I feel like the government's job is to make sure the people are straight. They supposed to be making sure that we ain't getting fucked over. They supposed to make sure that we ain't fucking starving out here. I mean, we talk all the time about third world country this and third world country that, while the one percent of our country is taking ninety trillion dollars away from the the lowest ninety nine ninety percent. Well, those numbers might be slightly off, but not by much, motherfuckers. <laughs> um. And so it's like, I'm just getting more and more discouraged with politics, seeing how this shit playing out. So, but, you know, it's more shit that happened always, but that's all I'm going to throw out there right now. We can head to the... We can head to the Reddit letters. Oh, um, Nikki. Nikki sent us a letter to kind of, you know, send me off. And I appreciate that, Nikki. Oh, very nice. Yeah, she said, um, good luck on your new journey, Mr. On Point. Happy holidays to you, Red, and your loved ones, two-legged and four-legged. Oh. So, I appreciate that, ma'am. Yeah, that was nice. Um, also, for Colin, who always wants to know what we're playing, I just started playing a game called Immortals Phoenix Rising, which is kind of like Legend of Zelda, and I like it. I like it so far. It's like an open world. It's kind of like um, what's that Lord of the Rings game that you told me to play and I played it and I liked it. It's like that. Okay. Um. Uh, shit. Can't remember the name of it. The one where you like go around do these different. I know you're talking about with the orcs and stuff. Yes, it's like that. It, the setup is like that, where there's all these. There's the main storyline, and then there's these side missions that you can do, and you have to collect stuff, and um, you can upgrade your weapons and that kind of shit. So I like it so far. And you know what? I'm I'm liking playing this Nintendo um, Switch Lite because I can keep the TV on, so I can have something playing and um, like watching it on TV in the background. And play the game. I like that. <laughs> yeah, with a regular switch. What you talking about? No, you because you're using the TV. You have the option though. You can pull the thing out of the base and then I play mean, it. But I'm never gonna want to plug it into the TV. Mm, but then you could at least play Mario Party. True. That that's the only that's the only thing that is sucky to me is that I can't play Mario Party. Which is why I really wanted to play and why I was going to buy it in the first place. Um, but Immortals Phoenix Rising is fun. And it's on Xbox. I could have got it on Xbox, but I was like, let me get it. And so I'll play my Switch Lite. And I like it. It's a, it's a fun game. So far. And I like Greek mythology. And it's based on Greek mythology. So 
that sits well in my spirit. I'm still playing Cyberpunk 2077. I don't care how many people didn't like it. <laughs> I like it. I'm not going to return it, and I'll play it again later when they fix all that shit. Hopefully they do what they did with No Man's Sky. Hopefully it's so ill and poor, poorly receptive that they release all kind of free content just to make people feel better about the game that they released that people didn't like. Again, I like it. Every game is buggy until they fix it, you know? And this, I just don't understand the level of irrational understanding of how buggy this game was. I, I guess I don't know. You know, they uh, uh, it's some shareholders are suing the company, CD Projekt Red or whatever. They suing the company for the losses because they released an unplayable buggy product. And I'm like, listen, man, that's just how games work, y'all. That's just how they work. I mean, what the fuck? They charge us all this money for these games. And they've been putting out bullshit that wasn't finished. They've been putting out games that ain't finished that you gotta download some fucking DLC to finish the shit, to get the rest of the story, to get the compelling parts of the story. You know what I'm saying? They've been doing that shit for a long time. And when we don't like it, it's fuck shit. But when the corporates don't like it, then, you know, they can get their money back. Nah, man, fuck that. But it is what it is. But that's what I've been playing. Cyberpunk 2077. Fuck the haters. I am in real time regretting responding to that goddamn message. And I knew. Should have listened to my intuition. <laughs> he just sent me another message through Facebook Messenger. I was just thinking maybe we could reconnect if you don't mind. Nigga. No. I, what? What? What part of me not communicating with your ass don't you understand, bro? I mean, like, my God. <laughs> and I take full responsibility because I should have just fucking ignored it. I should have just ignored it. I should have known that this was the, the downward spiral that it was going to take where he was going to keep trying to contact me and shit. I'm not, I'm, I should have just left it alone. It's my fault. I blame myself. I should have fucking left it alone. I knew it as I was typing out the, I'm good. I've been good. How are you? As, as, I was typing that shit out. I was like, don't do this, Red. <laughs> this is gonna end. <laughs> Just leave it alone. Didn't listen. Didn't fucking listen to myself. Anyway. <laughs> I'm having real real time regret right now on the show. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Okay. <laughs> uh, Reddit post. Let's let's talk about somebody else's fucked up situations. Um <laughs> I again I I read these titles and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this will be good. So I have one that's titled Can't Stop Drinking Dumb Bitch Juice. Damn. <laughs> Devastated. My husband told me he cheated on me multiple times. I have one that's not having sex is making my boyfriend more affectionate with me. Would I be the asshole if I banned a wife from our house? Am I the asshole for scamming my neighbor? Am I the asshole for not allowing my grandmother around my baby because of something she lied about when I was 15? Am I the asshole for having my brother arrested? Am I the Jesus. asshole for refusing to allow my brother's fiance into my home? <laughs> so I want to know about the scam. The scam, okay. First. Of course you would want to know about the scam. I got one after this. I only okay. got one though. 
Okay, this is kind of long. Okay, so again, am I the asshole for scamming? And they put scamming in quotation marks, my neighbor. Uh, so my parents and I bought a 60-ish inch smart TV about nine to 10 years ago. Uh, it was on sale, so we thought we'd splurge on a nice TV for our family room. Well, four months ago, it wouldn't turn on. We called a family friend who owns a business fixing electronics. We asked him what may be the issue and if we could fix it. He said we could probably fix it based on the issues we described, but the parts may be hard to find because the TV is an older model. He also shared it would be expensive and that we may not and that it may not be a permanent fix. In his professional opinion, we should recycle the TV and buy a new one. That's just what we did. We put the TV on the street on the specific recycling day for large appliances. Our neighbor knocked on the door, asked what was wrong with it and if he could have it. We explained to him that the problem we explained to him the problems and what the repairman said. They took the TV and said they could get someone to fix it. Weeks later, they asked for the contact for our repairman. He fixed the TV. So I guess you just need to have that background. Here's what the incident is. About a week ago, the TV broke and he went back to the repairman. It was fixed, but broke again yesterday. Today, he came banging on our door, pissed, claiming we scammed him. He spent almost $700 repairing the TV twice and claimed it was our fault. He started cursing me out and calling me racial slurs. I calmly replied that we had explained the situation with the TV and he took it at his own risk. But he kept screaming. He demanded I pay back the money and take the TV back because my family intentionally scammed him. Here's where I might be the asshole. After a few minutes of being cursed out and called slurs, I was over it. I called him an idiot for wasting $700 on a TV that was broken in the first place. He took the risk of taking the TV in for repairs and spent the money knowing it wasn't a guarantee that the TV would be 100% fixed. I told him if he ever came over and yelled at me, call me racial slurs again, I'll call the police and report him for harassment. After the incident, I called the repairman who fixed the TV and he said he told our neighbor all the details he told us. He urged my neighbor to not spend any money repairing the TV. I was talking to my friends and they all have mixed reactions. One specifically said, I'm an asshole because I should have told my neighbor, no, the TV is trash and I shouldn't have escalated the situation when he came over. He thinks it's a little scammerish that we didn't urge him to not take the TV and sending him to a repairman who is a family friend. Now I feel kind of bad that he spent all the money and I'm having second thoughts about how I interacted with him. I'm thinking maybe I should have told him no in the first place so he could have avoided wasting his money. My parents feel one man's trash is another man's treasure. Listen, he's y'all. They didn't sell him the TV. He came over, saw the shit sitting outside, and said, Can I have it? It's on you, motherfucker. How am I scamming you? And you came to me to ask me, Rennie, you came to me to ask me for the repairman's number. You did all that shit to yourself. Listen, man, first off, Fuck that friend. Okay? <laughs> Fuck that friend. Your friend ain't shit. Your friend don't understand nuance. You didn't encourage that man to get that TV. You didn't encourage that man to take it to the replay place. When did this shit happen? Did this shit happen in 1996? No. But it's a 60-inch... Because that's the, that's the only time that somebody should get a 60-inch TV and consider spending a lot of money on fixing it. They could have, if they knew that man was gonna spend seven hundred dollars trying to fix their old broken ass TV, they could have took his fuck ass to Walmart to get a fifty five inch T TCL for goddamn five hundred dollars. Yep, brand new. <laughs> In what world does somebody exist that would get a TV off the side of the street? Like I would just cooperate with the motherfucker. I feel like he'll break into my house, just be standing over my bed <laughs> with his dumb ass 
thing about killing me because I said, no, he can't have his TV. That's clearly trash. So I would have said, yeah, you can have a TV. I would have answered all the questions he asked me. Where you repair, man? He's down the street on the 12th. 12th Avenue. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, what, what, what do I have assuming that I know what he going to do with the TV? Well, and he was told by the guy that the TV was trash and that, you know, that's why they, it was outside to be thrown the fuck away. Okay. The repairman told you it wasn't worth fixing yet. You still want it. That's you. You, you dumb. You were being dumb. That's what happens when you be dumb. You have shit like this where you out of pocket for some money and you can't get it back. Period. Take this as a lesson learned. Don't be stupid. $700 to repair. See, I'm just going to buy a new fucking TV. Like, if my TV broke right now, I'm just going to buy a new TV. I'm not even going to try to get that whole fix. Because it ain't worth it. Though che- as cheap as you can get TVs now, I won't even take that shit to no repairman. I'm just going to get another fucking TV. Tell me about it. I don't even know where I would take a TV for repair. Like, I don't know the last time I saw, like, a, a TV repair shop. I mean, I'm sure they exist still, but, like, <laughs> where the fuck would you even take that to? Like, I don't get it. I have no idea. Stupid. No, you're not the asshole. Your neighbor's an asshole. And your friend who said you was an asshole is an asshole themselves. Because the fuck is you talking about? I should have I should have said no more firmly. Told him it was trash. He said he wanted it, so he came and he got it. He a grown-ass man. I ain't, I'm not out here saving holes from themselves. You gonna be dumb, be dumb. I put the shit outside because I knew it was trash. You picked it up thinking it was better than trash, and now you find out you was wrong. That's just what it is. Just what it is. You're just gonna have to take this L. I'm sorry. And then for you to come by my house using racial slurs and shit, you lucky that you didn't get fucked up behind this shit. You lucky you didn't lose seven hundred dollars and get your ass whooped, cause that could have happened. Yeah, I should have put a barrage of punches on his ass. <laughs> One after the other. Bop, 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 bop. Get mad at me because you dumb. What the, what I got to do with me? Be smarter, shit. I don't know what you want from me. Dummy. But what's yours? This is a three-part story. Oh, fuck. It ain't that long, though. It's just a, a story with two updates. Okay. My girlfriend of three years owns a porn store strip club. I want her to sell it before I propose. My girlfriend was left a porn store and strip club by her dad when he died eight years ago. He left it to be a shithole, but she poured her entire inheritance and took out some loans to revamp them both. It is now a popular, well-managed establishment. She makes a decent life, but I have issues and I want her to sell it before I'll even think of proposing. I don't think the adult industry is a positive place for anyone. I can't sell my strict, can't tell my strict Catholic parents that what she does for a living. She has to put a lot of time into the club. Saturday, we had plans to go see Shazam and have dinner. She got called in that a bartender's kid is sick. She ended up having to work until 4 a.m. due to no coverage. There is a regular occurrence in some capacity. This is a regular occurrence in some capacity. She just shrugs at me and tells me it's a part of her being an active owner of a successful business. She ends up working until 4 a.m. at least four times a week. She is adamant that she will not sell. I need some good points as to why she should. 
points involving children will not work as she doesn't want children. Too long didn't read. My girlfriend owns a strip club. I want to give her good reasons to sell. Do you want me to respond to that first before the updates? Mm-hmm. He is fucking out of his gut. First of all, oh Jesus, for you to say, I know. I mean, this is what this is what he sounds like. This is what I heard. I mean, I know, I know that her business is successful, and I know that she worked her ass off and built it up. But I'm uncomfortable, so I really want her to just get rid of it because it doesn't matter. And the bullshit about. You wanting to go see motherfucking Shazam and her having to go. If she owned a regular restaurant and that shit happened, you wouldn't be saying this shit. So get the fuck out of here with that. You're upset because of what kind of establishment it is. Do not try to make your point by saying how this is inconvenience you. Because if she had a restaurant and she had to go help out at the restaurant because just a regular waitress or somebody was sick. You wouldn't have no fucking problem with that. You already said what your problem is. Your problem is that you are embarrassed and you don't think that your parents are going to be accepting of her, which sounds like another fucking personal problem to me. Okay? You knew what she was doing when you got with her. You watched her build this business up into something that's very successful that you yourself says is successful. And your selfish ass want her to quit it just to marry you. Do you really think that you're worth somebody giving up their fucking business for like what kind of motherfucker like what kind of confidence and do you have in yourself where you think that you you didn't worth that shit i don't even know you and i can tell you you're not worth that shit because what's gonna happen is she gonna quit her business and then y'all ain't gonna get y'all end up getting fucking divorced and she ain't gonna have a goddamn thing doesn't make any sense nigga you are crazy you want some advice on how to uh, convince her to to uh, quit her business, I can't help you. I can give her some advice on quitting your ass, but I can't give you no advice on helping her quit this business because that just sounds like a dumbass idea to me. Fucker. Alright. That was the rant. <laughs> now let's see what some of the updates say. I decided to tell her that the sexual side of the store and club bothered me and that I wanted her to sell it before I would propose. I made breakfast before she left to go over to the store for that day. She dumped me on the spot. Good. <laughs> she says she enjoys her work, loves the adult industry, and has no plans on selling ever. She says she's worked too hard and too long for that sort of bullshit. We don't live together, so we talk through her apartment together. My walk through my, her apartment to gather my things. We gave each other's keys back. She already blocked me on Facebook. Too long didn't read. She dumped me for telling her I want to sell a strip club. Well, you know what? Bravo, bitch. Bravo. I'm so happy. That's an update I can get behind. That's exactly what the fuck should have happened. You, again, the if niggas don't have nothing else, they have audacity, don't they? The audacity of you to think that you are worth somebody giving up their career for. Like, you're offering her nothing but a proposal to marry you. Nigga. <laughs> what? And to be judged for the whole rest of her life. Because you already letting me know that whatever your parents are not going to be pleased with, y'all ain't going to be able to do. Because you don't want them to be upset or you don't want them to be angry or you don't want them to feel like you're a heathen. So, like, what? what is she gaining from getting rid of her business? And please don't just say you. Cause that ain't enough, and I'm glad you she don't. Brother. <laughs> Last update. I want my ex girlfriend back. 
I broke up with my ex-girlfriend against Reddit's advice because she owns a strip club porn star that she inherited from her father and she refused to sell. I ended up telling my parents what she did for a living and they were shockingly cool with it. My dad said he even had his suspicions because he knew her dad growing up and figured it out through the last name. Her dad was well known in town. I went to the club last week to try to talk to her, but she was covering for a bartender again. She was dressed up as a Suicide Squad Harley Quinn, and she did the gun cocking motion with a bat like Harley did in a movie while I was across the room heading towards the bar. Next thing I know, I was being escorted out by the bouncers. <laughs> she blocked me completely on everything. I was thinking of sending her a snail mail letter. No. But does that even work? I'm not even sure what I would say. I want my ex back. I don't know how to start. Leave her alone. Listen, it's hilarious to me that one, you decided that you knew how your parents were going to feel about this before ever discussing it with them. And so based solely on what your assumption of what their response was going to be, you fucked your whole shit up. And now, because when you finally brought it to your parents and they was like, who gives a fuck? Oh, now it's okay for her to have the shit. Now you're not uncomfortable with the sexual part because all of that shit that you probably told her then should still stand if that was the truth. Like I said, your whole thing was you was embarrassed about what your parents was going to think. None of that other shit that you probably told her was even true because if it was, you would still have a problem with it even if your parents were cool with it. So leave her alone. Don't. I'm, you know what? It's hilarious. That is probably what she does to let the bouncers know when it's a motherfucker that need to go. She cocked the bat. And I'm so glad she cocked the bat at you. Leave that woman alone and just learn from this and don't be so fucking judgmental next time. And don't assume that you're going to know what your parents are going to, because based off of them being Catholic, everybody is not 100% ruled by their religion. Okay, a lot of people are. Everybody isn't. And you didn't even investigate to see. You just decided they're not going to like it. So she has to stop it. You just dumb. Leave her alone. Move on with your life. Shit. Leave that lady alone. Let her be where she at. And you just learned from this. I still can't believe he thought he was going to be worth her giving up her business. But I just. <laughs> I have no idea. It's, it's ridiculous. The fuck. Niggas be having audacity. Audacity. You don't have anything to add because I kind of just ran it. Uh. <laughs> um, wanted to hear the dumb bitch juice? Mm, yes. It's pretty, it's a short one. Okay, <clears throat> she titled this, Can't Stop Drinking Dumb Bitch Juice. I've lived with my boyfriend for about three years, been together almost four. I am currently seven months pregnant and recently found out that he has been sexting multiple girls through my entire pregnancy. Meanwhile, I've been mentally going through it, struggling financially, trying to mend relationships with my parents slash family. You name it, I've been there. This isn't something that he hasn't done before and I want him to leave. I don't know what to do because we share a lease, an unborn child, and I have literally no one to talk to or go to, so I feel like I am stuck with this person. Girl, bye. Do never stuck. It, it, you can always leave. <laughs> That's always an option. Um, the way you stop drinking dumb bitch juice is stop sipping it. <laughs> don't sip it no more, okay? Stop that. Um, you that ain't was stuck. It. That was it. That was all. 
Man, I thought I thought this was gonna be about a dude. No. Always running into women that was dumb or crazy or something. <laughs> no, she calling herself a dumb bitch. Yeah, look, this ain't an abstract decision. This is a concrete decision. <laughs> Just decide to leave that nigga alone. Goddamn. Let him go have the life he wanna be, half hoeing out here <laughs> in these streets. And you going about him get life ready for your baby. Accurate. Well, you know he was like this before. You shouldn't have let him shoot the club up. <laughs> that shit was irresponsible as fuck. <laughs> what condoms? What protection? Don't let a man tell you it don't feel the same. We all know it don't fucking feel the same. <laughs> but you do this shit for a reason. I mean, it's too late for you. But at least you can avoid baby number two being with a fuck boy. Or wearing Learn condoms. From this. Learn from this. Um probably trapped your ass because he know you weren't going no damn well. Probably. Cause let me tell you something. At no point in my life had I ever gotten pregnant by any of the fuck ass niggas that I was sleeping with at the time. Would I have felt like I had to be with them? I'd have just been a single ass mom. Or we would have just been co parenting if he could do that, right? But like no and i and again my own trauma is probably has a whole lot to do with that i again i grew up in a household with two parents that was dysfunctional as fuck and so i am not gonna put a child through that if our relationship ain't good this shit is not uh healthy we ain't gonna fucking be together i don't give a fuck i don't care how many people say two parent households are better it matters what two parents are in the household so me for me i will leave a nigga in a heartbeat kid or no kid we gonna learn how to co-parent or i'm gonna be a single parent but like that's it. Them the options. <laughs> That's it. So like this, I'm stuck because I got a baby shit. I don't understand that. I don't get that at all. Because I would have all 100% do it on my own rather than be with a nigga who cheating on you while you fucking pregnant. Yeah, all... <sighs> whatever. Yep. Pretty much. I want to do this one just because. I, I want to know if it's something that I would have my brother arrested for. Because <laughs> I had okay. my brothers arrested. Okay. If they do some fuck shit. So, family my ass. Um, <laughs> Am I the asshole for having my brother arrested is the title of this one. Obviously a throwaway. I am an insulin dependent diabetic. I have been since birth. I'm on a pump and don't have a problem affording my supplies. Hell, I usually have extra insulin just in case. My brother knows this. He lives with me and is pretty active in my care. He all, he's always asking me how my sugar is. He makes uh, he helps make diabetic friendly meals and is the first to help when I'm too high or too low. A few months ago, his girlfriend was diagnosed with diabetes and put on insulin. I have helped where I could with teaching her how to keep her sugar in line. She's such a sweet girl and I hate that she's going through this. Unbeknownst to me, she was having problems affording her medicine. I would have been more than happy to help if I had been told because I know firsthand the effects of not having it. Last week, I had to refill my pump and I noticed my supply was a lot lower than normal. I asked my brother if he remembers how much I had gotten the last time. He said he didn't know. I figured I missed I figured I messed up and that it was fine. A few days later, Christmas Eve, his girlfriend came over, hugged me, and thanked me for the insulin. I was pissed. 
Not at her, but at my brother. I'll admit I yelled at him. He didn't feel bad about it and kept saying it was no big deal. I had enough to spare. I told him to pack his crap and I called the police. <laughs> he was arrested for the theft of my medication. His girlfriend was upset and I have offered to pay for her insulin for a few months. As you can imagine, our parents are pissed that I had him arrested the day before Christmas. They bailed him out but are now giving me the silent treatment until I apologize and pay them back. They said that he's family and I had more than enough to spare. I'm starting to think I'm in the wrong because he was just trying to help his girlfriend and everyone is right. I do have enough to spare but I can't get over the fact that he did that to me. Am I the asshole? Oh. No, hell no! Fuck your family. <laughs> fuck them. If he had, if he, go ahead. I'm gonna let you go ahead. Fuck them. <laughs> now you might have been able to handle this a little bit better. I feel like involving the police might have been acting a bit rash. You know what I'm saying, and angrily. But your brother had a fucking opportunity to tell you that I look. I got some medicine for my girlfriend, man. It was a crunch. It was tight. You could have done that. He asked you. You played like you didn't know shit and let him, he let you think that you fucked up. Hell no. You got a grace period of owning up to some fuck shit that you did. And if you don't take that grace, then whatever fucking happened to you fucking happened to your dumb ass. Motherfucking stealing medication and shit. No, fuck that. Fuck that. You are not the asshole. Your parents got a your older brother. The fact that your older brother got the audacity to take shit from you and act like it's no big deal, and for your parents to also act like it's no big deal means that they created who the fuck he is. So fuck them, fuck him. Don't pay for his girlfriend medication, and go on about your fucking life, man. Sound like motherfuckers been depending on you. I bet they begin a disability check with this boy and all kind of shit growing up. They've been living off this motherfucker. He probably been paying rent off his disability, disability check, letting his brother stay with him. And his brother, his brother knew, he knew that you would give him that shit if he asked for it. <laughs> he knew it. But you know what? He wanted to take something from your ass because you probably the one that's holding him up and keeping him up. Fuck him. Fuck her. Fuck them. You're good. Don't worry about the asshole shit. You straight. Because my thing is, okay, everybody keeps saying he had enough to spare. If he had had some kind of diabetic emergency that was unusual and he had to use more than what he know, like, you can't fuck around with that kind of shit and be like, he'll be all right. It's fucking insulin. No, he won't be. Like, him having backup is a good thing because you don't ever know what happened. Look at how fucking Corona crept up in here and had motherfuckers not able to go do nowhere and do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just don't ever know what's going to happen. So saying, well, he got enough and I should have been able to take it and give it to her. He shouldn't be upset. It's some fuck shit. And your family's fucked up. Like he said, like, are you fucking kidding me? Y'all really gonna be okay with him out here stealing? And yeah, it's even worse because he probably would have gave it to the brother. You out of your mind. That... <laughs> Whew, no, sir, you're not the asshole, but your fucking family sure the fuck is. I would say you need to limit your interactions with them motherfuckers for sure. Yep. Because they're crazy. <laughs> and in family be bullshit, man. <laughs> family be bullshit, man. <laughs> he stole insulin. And they like, ah, they're white. <laughs> Who cares? 
the fuck? Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I don't know if I got one that was. I think all the am I the asshole? You know how they'll have like if the consensus was they were or were not an asshole. I think all the ones that I got, people were saying they were not the asshole. Your phone um, close to your cable. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I want to even do any of the rest of these. Okay, let's do. <laughs> Because it's not long. Not having sex is making my boyfriend more affectionate with me. Which. Oh, Lord. (laughs) For just over a month now, me and my boyfriend of one year have been going through a sexual dry spell. This lack of sex is not due to us being uninterested. We are both very much attracted to each other. We aren't having sex because about eight months ago, I got the nexplon implant in the past month i have been experiencing heavy period bleeding every day and neither of us are into period sex before this dry spell my boyfriend wasn't necessarily the most affectionate person he would only compliment every once in a rare while and he's never been big into hand holding or cuddling the past couple of weeks however he has been all over me which i love he will hold my hand while we're watching a movie and at night we cuddle for hours before falling asleep he also compliments me and keep saying how he wants to be with me forever. Now, I absolutely love this change, and I am confused on where it came from. Does not having sex sometimes actually make the relationship stronger? I adore our bond now, and even though we both discuss how much we miss having sex, I worry that he will go back to his old self once we're able to get intimate again. (laughs) I mean, she's so innocent. (laughs) She's so optimistic. He could very well be fucking another woman. <laughs> he could very well be getting the shit that he's not getting from you from somebody else. Hence, being able to give you more of that alternative energy that you want versus that physical energy that he wants. Uh, I really hope that that's the case, but I don't think there's no documented cases in history of a man getting less sex and becoming what you want him to become more of. <laughs> That sh- men don't do that shit. What men do is they don't get what they want from you and they go get it from somebody else. <laughs> now, I don't know what kind of man he is and this relationship hadn't been long enough to where he could be doing some fuck shit behind your back. <laughs> that romantic phase, it lasts for a pretty long time. And if y'all been together for a year, you know, he could be fucking somebody else. Now, I don't know how he would navigate that in Corona, but people been out here in Corona, man. People been out here fucking. <laughs> So I would say that I, there is no conclusive evidence to determine that set him not having sex is what's making him more affectionate. <laughs> there is evidence that indicates that he may be fucking another bitch. Maybe evidence to indicate that. Um, so such a I, want to, I want you to look out for his patterns. <laughs> Make sure this motherfucker ain't you know losing time on your ass. And getting right back home, getting in the shower, and then want to watch a movie cuddled up next to you. I can tell you I love you. You might be guilty about the shit he doing. You might provide him 80% of the shit he want, and he's got to get the other 20% of freak nastiness behind your back. You know, since, since he don't want your blood flow on his ass. I would have expected that to be my answer. I'm very surprised by the answer that I'm about to give. <laughs> oh, Lord. Very different from yours. 
I mean, listen. I don't know that I would say that her not having sex with him is making him more affectionate, but like if his if his love language is like physical touch and the version of it that he's accustomed to, he can't have <laughs> for a valid reason. This isn't her just being like, I don't want to fuck you, but like there's a valid reason. Um, I mean, he may have just kind of transferred that. Oh, now what that means is. Yeah, probably when y'all are able to fuck again, he he gonna be getting the physical touch that he would prefer. So this other shit, nah, <laughs> probably not gonna last. <laughs> but right now, Listen. it just seems like transferring physical touch to one that he can actually have. Um, but yeah, I I don't know that that would happen, continue to happen after y'all start back fucking. That would be my answer. I'm surprised at myself. I feel like we swapped on this one. <laughs> We probably did swap, but you know, <laughs> I got I got a few things that I want to say. Oh Jesus! First off, if you find yourself in this situation with a man, right, mm-hmm. and y'all can't have the sex that y'all used to have, and he's giving you the affection that you desire and you're loving it, you have got to reward that man for it to continue. Okay, you got to give that man the double hand guap, guap, slop top every time he do this. What you wanted to do, babe? I love you. You better have a fucking band ready to tie your fucking hair back and make that man realize that saying "I love you" is a fucking dog treating this bitch. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you're getting this, when you get back to normal off that medication. And you can have the sex you can want. Now you get to have the sex you want and the affectionate shit you want because he don't always need the dog treat no more. It's just like a fucking dog. You gonna classically condition him? <laughs> yes. When you train a dog to do something, they don't even need the treat every time no more. <laughs> they just know to fucking do it, and it become a part of their lifelong pattern. If you want that man to repeat the behaviors that he has in this moment, that's what you need to do. Okay. (laughs) Now, another thing I need to point out when your partner's love language is physical touch, you can find all kind of fucking fluffy ass ways to navigate that. Maybe it's transferring over to emotional shit, (laughs) but I want you to remember this. Just remember this, okay? When a man's love language is physical touch, what it really means is physical nuts. <laughs> That's what he needs. Physical touch means that he needs the skeet skeets. And if if he ain't skeet skeets with you, whether it's through sex or through head, then he skeet skeets with somebody else. I ain't lying. I am just telling you where men are with physical touch. Physical touch don't mean them niggas want to hold no goddamn hands. That's quality time shit. Quality time is not necessarily holding hands. You can spend quality time and never touch each other. For men, that's quality time (laughs) shit. For men, that's quality time shit. You, but you're not gonna find. See, for women, you find holding hands and hugging and shit in. Physical touch. Yes. For men, that's not where you find that shit at. 
For me, a physical touch means I want to be stroked. <laughs> I want to be licked. I want to be caressed. I want to be seduced. <laughs> That's what that shit means for men. For men, you're going to find that whole hand in the shit in quality time. When we're watching a movie together, that's quality time. What do you do when you have quality time? You put your arm around your girl, you hold a hand. That's where that shit is at for men. For women, that's what physical touch shit at for men. That's what it means. Okay? And don't sleep on the conditioning, ladies. <laughs> Pin your hair back in a ponytail and let them fucking have it. And leave them fucking wondering what the hell just happened. Don't even tell him why. Just after you do it about three times, he gonna fucking know. <laughs> he gonna be like, every time I say I love her, she pin her hair back and make me goddamn take me to another, take me to Rainbow Road, goddamn. <laughs> Not a Mario reference. She done took me to Rainbow Road, goddamn. I'm going, this is, anytime I'm talking about a woman taking a man to ecstasy, she taking him to Rainbow Road. Just want y'all to know that's what that is. <laughs> Shit, let her take you to Rainbow Road then, my boy. <laughs> it's out there in the universe. It's beautiful. <laughs> and you can get down on the track. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I can't. I don't have anything else to add to that. But I can't follow that. Know, I hope I hope she's right. I hope she's right. <laughs> me being wrong, me being right is bullshit because <laughs> she gotta deal with trauma then. <laughs> Her being right is good. And if she's right, follow that up with some rainbow road conditioning and you in the game. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the game forever. I can't. He gonna be at work talking to his boys, and they gonna be like, you know, when she pinned that ponytail back, they'll be like, huh? What you talking about? <laughs> oh, then he gonna be have to get quiet. Then, oh, there's some secret shit. <laughs> I can't let them know about the secret shit. Yeah, man, when she in the bathroom in the morning, she, you know, ponytail. <laughs> then, then he turned and looked into the camera like Michael Jackson on the end of Thriller. <laughs> That's how I envisioned all of that happening in my head. But he at work though. <laughs> oh man but uh I think that's it for that's cool things. that's it I, I ain't got nothing else I ain't have nothing but that one I wanted to read oh. and I got to I got to do some shit too okay <laughs> <sighs> yeah I gotta cook oh fun fun for you I mean yeah deliciousness <laughs> What are you gonna cook? Some fried fish and shrimp, collard greens and grits. Ah. Basically, okay. fish and shrimp and grits. Yeah. Cool beans. All right. All right, ma'am. Uh, anything else <laughs> on your mind? Yeah, I know you still hit it. <laughs> No, no, I don't. That's probably been seven different roosters the whole time, man. This shit's so stupid. And it ain't like roosters ain't even personable or nothing. It ain't like you can be like, here, rooster, 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 rooster. <laughs> gonna get your fucking eyeball poked out, goddamn. It ain't like cats or no shit. It's just so weird. It's just it's creepy. Unexpected. I don't think Hawaii and think 
chickens. Like that's not that don't normally happen. But bro, it's a lot of it's a lot of. I hear. <laughs> I mm-hmm. hear. <laughs> but, uh, All right. You got anything else on your mind? No, I don't. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.